Welcome to the People of Canterbury Baptist, a podcast where we meet the people of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia, hear their stories and explore ideas relevant to our church and community. My name is Janine and for today's podcast we continue our conversation with Ruth. Welcome back Ruth. Hello. (laughs) Great to see you again. Well, we left off last time talking about you getting a job with Wycliffe Bible Translators. Could you explain to us first what they are, what they do? I'm sure some people listening know about them, but not everybody, and certainly not everybody would know about this drama you're talking about. How does that fit into Wycliffe? So, um, and I'm probably not the best person to speak about Wycliffe, but they're in a nutshell, they um, go to different language groups and translate their language, um, the Bible into the language group of the people so they can have a, a language, a Bible in their own language, um, which they can understand. Um, so the drama troupe or the theatre group that Wycliffe started, initially was to celebrate the 400th translation of the Bible. Um, and so the, the theatre or the play was around raising awareness of the impact that Bible translation has to a people group um, and to get people thinking and discussing Bible translation and what Wycliffe does. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought over a director from the US who was working with Wycliffe um, and he and his wife had written a musical um, to that was quite fun. It was based around a library and books, Bible being a book that's been translated into many different languages. Um yeah, so it's an allegorical play mm. um, and to encourage people to think about going on mission as well. Um, yeah. So did you act in this play or did you sing or play the piano or what? <laughs> I acted. So, mm. What did you act? Um, so in the, um, in the first, we did the play a few times, so I played different roles. Um, in the different iterations of this musical. Um, But the first time there was a cameo scene between two girls um, discussing their faith, or one girl, I think, wasn't a believer and the other was, um, and just showing um, the impact of talking about God um, in your friendships. Mm. Um, so I was one of the girls there, um, and we took this, the initial tour was around Melbourne to a few different churches in Melbourne, um, and then we extended out to Adelaide, so in that I played, um, a, one of the mission girls coming back from translating a a new translation and, um, 
as part of the allegory, and so that involves some singing as well. Mm. Um, and then in the third iteration, we travelled to Queensland, and that was to celebrate um, Wycliffe's 100, 100 years of um, the founder of Wycliffe, Cameron Townsend's life. Um, so we had three different musicals that we put on, um, and one of them was a biography of his life mm. in musical. Mm. Um, so this is full-time you're going around doing this, um, is it? Short stints. Right. Yeah. So what did you do in between the stints then? Um, I, well, I did, a, I did some um, volunteer work with Wycliffe um, and helped out with the family that um, was running the drama well, troupe. Okay. Um, mm. And... Um, just a lot of the preparation towards the, um, especially the big tour, which was to Queensland. We did um, a six-week tour to Queensland. Mm. So we had six weeks of training before that and then there was a lot of preparation leading up to that mm. big three-month oh. um, stint. So it must have been very exciting for you at that age. It was a very exciting time. And good friendships? Yes, I did build some very good friendships. Right. Well, when I spoke to Stephen on this podcast, he mentioned <laughs> how he met you on it and how you weren't impressed with him on it. <laughs> so um, would you like to tell us your perspective on meeting this Stephen was it first in Queensland? No. Or what happened in Queensland? He seemed to talk about Queensland and... Mm. I, we have this conversation often. <laughs> his memory isn't... His memory's not great. No, right. Well, we can hear the, the real version now. <laughs> so we met um, at the start um, when it first... When the theatre group was first... Um, beginning his family was quite involved with mm. um they knew the family that had come over to start the theater group um and Stephen's family is all very musical and um into film and theater and that so um Stephen and his brothers were quite involved in setting it all up um one of his brothers wrote the music for the first mm. musical that we did um so I remember my first meeting of Stephen was um, when we did a read-through of the musical um, and Stephen's brother, who'd written the music, he was playing the piano and Stephen was singing all the songs. Um, and I was quite impressed with Stephen's voice. I thought it was quite a lovely voice. Um, and the next meeting of Stephen, um, I... It was the first first main rehearsal. I had misread the time for this rehearsal, which was up in Kangaroo Ground. I was living in um, in Nunawading at the time. I thought that the um, musical started at uh, the rehearsal started at seven thirty, but in fact, it actually started at seven. So we drove very quickly up to the Kangaroo Ground. I remember hopping out of the car, running down the steps and twisting my ankle on the bottom of these steps. Um, 
and then walking into the rehearsal room. And there was Stephen, very casually sort of propped up, um, and he was helping direct the, um, the scene that I was in. And he turned and I was prepared for someone to be very upset with me, being the perfectionist that I am. He never arrived late to anything. And he turned and smiled at me and welcomed me and it was very warm. And I melted at that point. Um, yes. So then um, through the, the different um, tours that we had with these musicals, we got to know each other um, as friendship, friends. We had many good conversations. Um, and then when we went to Queensland, his behaviour changed um, and I was not impressed. <laughs> I thought he was very rude <laughs> and um, obnoxious. <laughs> um, but later on I discovered that there was a lot more going on on that tour, a lot of political stuff was happening and it was, I realise now, his way of, um, his defence. Um, so that, yeah. And did you get together on the Queensland trip or later? No, well, relationships were not allowed, so, um, and I didn't really talk to him much <laughs> then. Um, the best I can relate it to is... Um, Pride and Prejudice with Mr. Darcy. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Lots of the great romances have been like that. Yes. So <laughs> I think it's a very good sign. Yes. <laughs> okay. So when did you get married? So after we returned from mm -hmm. our trip, um, I enrolled in a theatre course um to I guess hone my skills so I could be more helpful um in doing theatre as an outreach. Um and I started attending Stephen's father's church. Um because I was friends with Stephen and his brothers and I was also there were other friends who also attended the church, so I sort of found my place there. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I could drive, so I drove over to Preston every Sunday for church. Um, and I guess we used to go over to Stephen's family's house after church and hang out there, have lunch, um, and chat and talk. And over many discussions, we, um, yeah, became very good friends. Um, I remember one time I was, um, oh, his parents had just moved into a new house and they were painting their house. Um, and so my friends and I had offered to help and I'd been given the job of painting their ceiling, <laughs> which um, I did with great joy because I really appreciated the ministry that his parents had. Um, it was one of, it really built up my faith. Um, so I was happy to do anything to support them. Um, and I remember this one time I had finished 
painting the ceiling. And um, Stephen had just come home from work and he was just standing in the doorway watching me. And I remember looking over at him and this voice in my head goes, he's the one. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, we'd, all, we'd had a bit of conflict at that time. Um, actually, no, this was just after the Queensland trip. So, yes, um, it, it took a while <laughs> to change my mind. Um, and he came over and helped me clean the brushes. And I thought, oh, it's, that was a very different Stephen that I knew on the Queensland trip. So, um, yes, so very slowly over the year, um, my heart was changed. <laughs> and, um, and then um, I guess we sort of got to a point in our friendship where I sort of thought I really couldn't imagine being with anyone else than him, but I didn't know how he felt because um, we were always in a group. We weren't, right. We'd never been on any sort of date or anything like that. We did work. I guess the turning point came when I was doing a project at um, TAFE and I needed someone to help me with video editing because I wasn't allowed to be in the editing suite without someone who knew how to run it. And my tutor, um, the our trainer, wasn't able to be there all the time for me. Um, and I knew Stephen and his brothers had all been trained on how to do video editing. So I started with his younger brother and work my way up and they're like, oh, no, you should ask Stephen. I'm like, no, I'll ask the next one. They're like, oh, no, I'm too busy. You should ask Stephen. I'm like, no. And finally I got to the point where he was the only one I could ask. I'm like, I couldn't imagine sitting in a booth with him. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, there I was. I asked him, and of course, yes, he could help. It sounds like a movie in <laughs> itself. What? So you went through all of the brothers, yes. seven other brothers. Did uh, you? His five, there were four other brothers. His, his younger siblings were two. Oh, right. Very but even so, going through four, <laughs> it is a movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what happened? <laughs> So we like I needed to shoot some scenes and he offered to be cameraman for me. So um, we went out and um, he'd often joke that we were on a date and I'm like, no, we're not on a date. <laughs> but we had many long conversations and um, and then in the editing booth he'd come and uh, he'd be there helping me operate the editing stuff and um, then we'd just go and get a coffee or something in our break and um, many conversations, um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe he isn't so bad. Mm. Um, and then I remember he went to New Zealand. Um, he, he was um, part of a group um, that were helping kids in or delinquents in New Zealand um, it was sort of the second chance 
before they went to prison um, to help reform our uh, yeah to reform mm. them and mm. um, give them skills and life skills and training. Mm. So he went over to New Zealand for a month to do that. Um, and in that month, I had a lot of thinking time, I guess. Mm. Um, and I remember we had our performance and production where I'd be showing this video that I'd edited with him. But he wasn't getting back until the day after. And I just remember, you know, making this wager with God, mm. you know, um, if he... If he comes, then he's the one. And then I was like, no, that's silly. Why, are, mm. why am I doing this? Anyway, I remember just um, waiting and my friends were coming from Melbourne. I was going to tape in Sunbury's, so um, they came up for this production. And I remember Stephen getting out of the car and I was in shock. <laughs> and, I remember running up to him and I was about to hug him. I'm like, what am I doing? We're just friends. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yes. Um, and then um, and then I went to Indonesia for um, a couple of months with my father. Um, and when I got back, it was a couple of months or about a month later, Stephen actually approached my parents to ask if he could, um, if he could take me, I guess. Um, if he could go out with you. Yes. Yes. So a lot of people hearing this wouldn't know about that movement where no. you did that. So perhaps if you briefly explain what that movement was that was big at the time. Yes. So <coughs> um, in my time at Stephen's parents' church, there was a big movement. Um, towards courtship and um, and not dating until you sort of, well, dating with a purpose, I guess, with the purpose to marry, not just going out for the sake of going out. And getting um, the permission of the parents yes. as the father yes. was especially important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, and waiting until that time. Um, so, yes. Um, I didn't know that he was going to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I'd been helping with a, a theatre production and I came home at after midnight. So, um, and my parents were both sitting up in bed and I'm like, why aren't you asleep? Mm -hmm. And that my mum was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, we've got something to tell you. Um, and she says, Stephen came round. I was like, oh. <laughs> and they explained what happened. And I was like, oh. And, um, and I think at that point I, I, I was a bit confused about where we were in our relationship. And, um, and I'd, driving home, had this sense that, um, just there's a verse in the Bible that says, Behold, I'm doing um, something new among you. Behold, it shall spring forth. <laughs> Will you not be aware of this? And then I got home and my mum tells me wow. this. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, yes. So thus began our official mm. courtship. Yes. Which lasted for two weeks. Mm. <laughs> 
Right. Now, no, there's a, an important part of that courtship that you haven't said with this, I've forgotten the name of this, you know, the movement, yeah. but it is that you don't kiss. Mm. So, like, our courtship was very, um, very much more of just us going out, but more by ourselves and mm. talking. Mm. Um, I remember Stephen asking me what sort of wife I wanted to be and I said, or what sort of wife I see myself as. And at the time he was working in the media and um, I said, I see myself as a pastor's wife. And he's like, what? I'm like, I see, I see you as you've got a gift for speaking and ministry. Um, and he was like, no, 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 no. So I'm, I haven't listened to Stephen's podcast, but I'm not sure if he's talked about his reluctance to get into ministry. There was some. I'll leave that for you mm -hmm. to hear and everybody else who hasn't. <laughs> um, so at that stage he was... It wasn't something that he embraced. Um, being a pastor's kid, I think he'd seen the muddy side of pastoral ministry and didn't want to have anything to do with that. So it was a pause, I think, for him to hear that. Um, but we still went on. Um, and um, two weeks later... He, we, we were walking through Fitzroy Gardens um, and he seemed a bit nervous and distracted and I was like, oh, is everything okay? Have I done something wrong? Um, and I remember him stopping to tie his shoelace a number of times. <laughs> um, and, we'd, and he um, led me through this... Um, strange path and we went through a, um, a break in some bushes and came to a clearing where there was this picnic rug and I was like oh and just a bit further on was this um, couple having their wedding photos so I thought oh yes this is, must belong to them anyway he sits down and starts nibbling at the nibblies I'm like Stephen what are you doing <laughs> Then he get he kneels down and says some really lovely words which I can't recall <laughs> precisely mm. and asks me to marry him. That is amazing. There must be a movie made of this. It gets better and better. <laughs> it's got all the elements. <laughs> oh, so he'd set that up. Did he have his, friends his that aunt put set it up for us? And she happened to be waiting in the bushes, so I have a photo. <laughs> really? And so was the tying up of the laces to stall things? Yes. <laughs> that it was working to Very funny. <laughs> oh, dear. So you did say yes? Yes, I did say yes. <laughs> um, yes, so, and, um, and because of this courtship movement, we both, um, committed not to kiss until our wedding day 
So we hugged <laughs> and held hands. And um, I, because I was still studying, we decided to wait to have the wedding after I finished my um, diploma. So how long was that? So that was 10 months. Oh, my goodness. Which was a very long time. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. And on our wedding day when we did have our first kiss, there was much applause and celebration. And I remember when I was walking down the aisle, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to kiss him. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it took a while to, yeah. So on the um, order of service, did you have the kiss? Or did it just... No, we no. didn't. But his, <laughs> Stephen's father, being a minister, he mm. took our um, wedding. Right. Um, so he did make a big deal of it. I'm sure. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> that might be new to a lot of people who are listening to this, but um, a lot of young couples did do that and yep. and I would think most of them are very pleased they did too, Yeah. all those that I know. Yeah. Mm. Wow, so you got married. And, yes. um, well, look, we're nearing the end of, of a session, so perhaps we should just put a pregnant pause on that <laughs> or a non-pregnant pause there. <laughs> and um, would it be all right for you to come back again and tell us some more about your life? That would be very nice. Thank you for sharing so much. That's okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who has tuned in to listen. This podcast is produced by Stephen Field and presented by Janine Wood on behalf of Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email cbc at canterburybaptist.org. If you are a member or regular attender of this church, how about you get in touch with Ruth directly and thank her for her contribution today. Theme music is the song The First Step by Andrew Naylor from his album Two Stones. This album is available wherever you purchase or stream your music. Join us next time as we continue our chats with the people of Canterbury Baptist.